open up the Turkish government, any legitimate Turkish government website that is dedicated toward foreign investors. And believe you me, all the things that we cover as little warnings, you will find them there too. Now, when this information is available, and if as a buyer, you still go and fall for it, I'm sorry, but you only have yourself to blame. guys welcome back to another episode of straight talk uh we're still in our you know same place um i thought uh when i got cameron degan here um i thought i was gonna film you know three episodes with you i know i took leave. my scarf off yeah you, you just you, to look you a little different off. yeah this this but episode that, i'm just sitting in the same spot this episode is an interesting one it, we, we, we will be actually covering uh, a question of one of our audience that came to cameron then through cameron came to me Rafa, right? Rafa. Rafa. Yeah. He's basically asking, how safe is my investment in Istanbul? And and I'm going to do my utmost best to cover this question um, from a you know from different dimensions. I'm going to approach this question from different dimensions, right? So these are all the things that we will be talking about, and I have uh, literally divided this entire section in the into three um, parts. The part number one is paperwork and frauds this is the first section before you buy your property it's when the property is on the paperwork stage number two is the material damage in terms of structural know, earthquake stuff, fires yeah. robbery etc yeah. number three safeness as in um investment not losing value is my investment safe as so protecting, invest protecting, protecting the, the value of your investment exactly now okay uh let's talk about the first one right uh, paperwork and frauds and etc. So there are many um, you know scams and gimmicks and frauds in the market that one foreign investor should you know come across. What do you think um, these are and how should one be uh, be prepared for them? Rental guarantee contracts. Yeah. You know you're a foreign investor. Naturally, you want a steady, strong rental income from your property and when a very nicely structured promotion um, hits your desk or your email or your whatsapp offering you a very legitimate looking eight percent or ten percent guaranteed rental income over three years um, even the most savvy investor would prick his ears would be tempted guys Please, please, I can't underline and stress this enough. Do not be tempted. All of these rental guarantee contracts are cashback offers. Now, does that mean your investment is not safe? Well, it doesn't really mean that. But what it does mean is you are paying an inflated price yeah. up front. Which, which is means not an investment. And... If you play paying an inflated price up front, that's not an investment. A good investor is someone who profits when buying. So this rental guarantee that they're giving you, it was our episode number one. Yeah, it was our the first episode. The very first episode. Covered, yeah. So important as far as I'm concerned, this subject is, that it was our first episode. That's correct. First yeah. thing we covered. Don't be tempted. Yeah. Now, 
other things like the citizenship. Citizenship. Of, of course, yeah. citizenship is one of the biggest things in Turkey now, and it is pulling in thousands and thousands of investors in looking for Turkish citizenship and at the same time viable investments. Now, last year or so, there have been quite a few promotions, again, floating about in the market for citizenships for $150,000, yeah. for $175,000, when the law on the matter is black and white. You need to invest $250,000 to get Turkish citizenship. So any elaborate scheme no matter how nicely and how apparently legitimately it is put forward, is a gimmick. It's yeah. a gimmick, and at best, you will end up with your citizenship being revoked sometime in the future. At worst, you could be prosecuted for it, for having committed a crime, because it is a crime. You are trying to defraud the government yeah but not everything is a crime cameron i mean for example property registry type so some properties are being registered as um commercial yet being sold as residential well um when yeah. just a quick announcement here i mean um uh, when we're considering the value-added tax, if your property is residential and smaller than 150 square meters, you pay 1%. If it's above 150, you pay 8%. If it's a commercial unit, you pay 18%. Now, this this scenario happened. In uh, Beylikdüzü, one of my friends had purchased a property. Uh, the property he purchased was actually registered as commercial. So he ended up paying 18% value-added tax on that property when he should have really only paid one percent or nothing at all exactly and, and and the yes, agency yes, he worked yes, with didn't yes. know well, the okay. rules all right look this is very simple and and, and I'm, I'm i'm gonna be very harsh about this i blame the buyer you do when i do when it comes to circumstances of this nature i blame the buyer why look why how many episodes have we done i don't know 57 58 okay we talked about rental guarantee gimmicks. We talked about citizenship by investment gimmicks under 250, like 150, $175,000 citizenship by investment gimmicks. And we talked about quite a few other instances where they're trying to pull a quick one over the buyers, you know, yeah. over the buyers, okay? We talk about them, and we're not the only company talking about them. Open up the Turkish government any legitimate Turkish government website that is dedicated toward foreign investors. And believe you me, all the things that we cover as little warnings, you will find them there too. Now, when this information is available, and if as a buyer, you still go and fall for it, I'm sorry, but you only have yourself to blame. The thing is, and I tell you why, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very open about this, it's greed. Yeah. It's greed. There's a Beautiful expression, penny wise and pound foolish, which means you're trying to save a few pennies. Yeah. In doing so, you're losing pounds. Yeah. I mean, that, that friend of mine has lost 18%. Yeah. Again, if something is so too good to be true, it is. It is too good to be true. So, look, 
You're investing 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, a million dollars in a foreign country. Go and spend that extra $2,000 and appoint a lawyer who is independent, yeah. who knows what he's doing. Let him check the title deeds. Let him process your transactions A to Z yeah. to make sure that you have the legal security and the legal safety around your purchase. Yeah. But some people try to save that $2,000. But that's a character, isn't it? That, well, that well, then I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they're penny wise and pound foolish. They only have themselves to blame. Okay, when we talk to our clients, we always do our best to give the right advice, whatever that advice is. Even if we feel that they're really, really tempted by some other offer, and they're gonna go and buy that, instead of trying to come up with alternatives for that. We will tell them what we think. Yeah. We will try to pull them where we think. They're not only going to not lose money, but they will, they will make a good investment. Yeah. People who take the advice on board, not just our advice, sound advice, okay? they generally end up with good investments. But people who are trying to cut corners, who are trying to save pennies here and there, yeah. They they're usually the ones, end the up who are with rogue brokers. The yeah. They usually yeah. end up with rogue brokers yeah. who've been in the market no more than two years, most of whom do not even understand the real estate market, let alone be able to give advice. I'll, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Most of these agents out there and brokers out there who offer these gimmicks, they wouldn't know what an investment is if it came and hit them in the face because they never invested a penny in their lives. Yeah. Yet, they're giving the advice. And sometimes, they're giving advice on matters that is way beyond their depth. Okay, so be savvy. Do the right thing. Because what I think is most people fundamentally know what the right thing is. It's when you're trying to cut corners yeah. And when you're trying to save that penny there and this penny there, that in the long run you will find yourself in trouble. That's usually what happens. Wow, the elder statesman of the Turkish property, property Turkey of Cameron. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm I'm, I'm passionate yeah. about this. Murder. Yeah, but this is this is this is the first section. This is the first part. Um, here are some of the things that Cameron Diggin talked about um, that might put your investment safety into jeopardy this is the paperwork stage and you know the stage before you buy your property now how about the things that might happen after you buy your property such as the the, the earthquake the fires the, the robbery uh the material damage and etc what type of insurances or what type of guarantees do foreign investors have the for foreign investors have the exact same guarantees and insurances as Turkish investors. There's no distinction there whether you're Turkish yeah. or not. Um, first of all, there's DASK, which is the compulsory earthquake insurance. I think it also co covers um, all natural disasters like fire and things, floods and things like that. Yes, um, that's it covers uh, fires and robbery and etc. after the earthquake. After so, the for earthquake, example, the yeah. earthquake hit... And as a result of the earthquake, your I building okay. catches fire. But or that's compulsory. Yeah. yeah. And the premiums to be paid are negligible. negligible. However, if you have bought yourself a home, which is a considerable investment, I would advise you to go over and above 
the compulsory dusk insurance. Get yourself a contents and home insurance, proper home insurance. And there are many private companies that offer such insurance. For example, I live in a good-sized home in Zakariaka, which um, has a garden, uh, is an old property, so a lot of things can go wrong with it. Okay, and Zakariaka is a little bit isolated, so there could be break-ins and stuff, although we've never encountered anything. So we've got a contents and home insurance. And I think what we pay is something like $40 a month, yeah. equivalent of 40 and US dollars a month. That's even on the high side. That's even on the high yeah, side because you know it's, it's a pretty comprehensive if, if, insurance. If it's, a, if it's a small condo, if it's a small apartment, oh, it's going to be a lot less than that. Way less than that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, take out a private insurance if you're really, really worried. You know, th there's always a way of protecting yourself. So this is uh, the second part, the yes. material damage. Now we will be talking about the third part of the safety of somebody's investment, and that is. Investment, as in you know, your investment not losing its value and gaining okay. uh, money. Now, I'll ask you one question: What are some of the very bad investment examples that you have seen throughout your career? I mean, you know, see, there are a lot of people who are thinking that they're making a wise investment. For example, they're going to Essenyurt and buying. 10 properties for $50,000 and they think they actually made a good investment because they have 10 properties. Whereas in Beaumonti, they could buy four properties, but it would be in a very prime location and everything. Um, a lot of people go wrong in these areas with these type of properties and etc. What is a specific example that you'd like to give to our audience? I... I don't want to name projects. I do not wish to name projects. But I've seen some very bad examples of people actually losing money. Um, not, because, um, not because they got the paperwork wrong. Not because the title deed was wrong. Everything was kosher. They got the title deed, everything in order. But their investment lost money. Because they bought into packaging. And... In real estate sector, um, to sum it up, to really address your question, I will sum it up as, do not buy into packaging. When you're looking at a product, whatever the product is, take the packaging off and look at the real product. Because sometimes the packaging is better than the product itself. Usually in real estate terms, if the packaging is better than the product itself, you will lose money. Especially where in certain parts of Istanbul, if we're looking at Istanbul, there is quite high supply. Like, again, I keep on stressing this. If you are investing, we're not buying a home, we're investing with one and one purpose only, to get and to maximize your return on investment. Keep away from Beylik Dizu. And I'm going to say it. Say it. Esenyurt, Bahçeşehir, Başakşehir, Silivri. Keep away from the suburbs of Istanbul. Because 
in these areas for the next 10 year, years, there will be more and more land being freed up for development and there'll be more than sufficient stock coming onto the market. So in my view, for at least for the next five years in these areas, supply will outweigh demand. That's correct. Where supply outweighs demand, in all segments of an industri industry, whether, whether you're selling apples or laptops or real estate, if supply is higher than demand, you're not going to see any price growth. Yeah. Very, very simple economics. I'll give you an example to further reinforce what you said. It was the year 2014, I think, the year 2014. Uh, when I was looking at one of these, uh, you know, small uh, one bedrooms in Beylik Tuzay at the time, um, I, I, I found a place which I was planning to buy back then. It was like six, seven years ago. It was worth $50,000 mm. back then. I didn't buy the place because I said $50,000 is too low of a value for a property. That property is probably worth $50,000 today. Less than that. Well, let's say $50,000. It, 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 it's, it's worth um, um, 30, $35,000 to $40,000. Ah. So in six, seven years, it lost 15% of its value. Of course, because Turkish yeah. lira, compared Sorry, to 2014, has yeah. depreciated yeah. quite significantly. Yeah. Because in, in, a, in, in a country like Turkey, where in the long run, and I don't think this is about to reverse, in the long run, you have currency depreciation, you need to be way more careful than you ordinarily would be when investing in real estate. Yeah. Because you need to be investing in segments of the of real estate market whereby the growth in lira terms will outweigh the depreciation of lira against US dollar. Yeah. So if you go and invest in heavily packaged products on suburban parts of Istanbul, you are never likely to achieve that. Look, yeah. I'm going to give one example again without dropping a name. In 2012, 13, and 14, one of the best-selling compounds of Istanbul was a massive development in Bahçeşehir. I'm not going to name it, but it's a development. I know, I know you know. It's a development of around 5,000 units. Very nicely laid out on paper. A sales office that is one of the best sales offices I've ever seen in Istanbul. From the moment you enter, the smell of the aroma of coffee to sort of impressively dressed ladies sort of approaching you, well rehearsed in their sales pitches. They knew exactly how to market the product. In 2013 and 14 and 2015, okay, they used to sell their apartments at over $2,000 per square meter. And the packaging and the whole sales machinery was so good that despite the fact that we advise our clients not to buy there, a lot of them bought there. Now, I don't know one single person six, seven years down the line today who made a single penny there. Oh, they lost all of them lost. Why? Well, 2,000 something dollars per square meter in 2015 in Bahçeşehir was insane money. Yeah. Insane money. 
But this whole marketing, this whole image, people buy into it. If you're a savvy investor, you're someone who can tell the difference between packaging and reality. Until the day that you can, you're not a savvy investor. That's what I'm saying. As the last part of the third section, currency fluctuations always result in, um, you know, jeopardizing some people's investments, or shall I say, investments that have not been wisely made or to, you know, rather to be optimized to currency fluctuations. What would be your one advice when it comes to uh, weathering the storm uh, for the you know currency fluctuations, how can one prepare himself or herself for currency fluctuations and not lose money? Aladdin, unless you have a crystal ball, you can't. But of course, all right, but unless you have a crystal yeah. ball, you can't. We're not talking However, about Turkey goes to war tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, with, okay. I, I don't mean, know. X, that's y, force majeure, right? Yeah. That's force majeure. So no one, no one is prepared for that. Yeah. But but again, I'm gonna say it. Low entry level city center. Yeah. Invest there. You can't go wrong. If we're talking Istanbul and pure investment, low entry level city center, which mainly are the urban regeneration areas like Kyatane, like Patso Bomonte, like Kadiko, like Patso Eyüp, like Fikirtepe, you name it. There are at least a dozen of them. Yeah. Urban regeneration areas. And again, when I say low entry level city center, please. Do not come looking for fifty thousand dollar city center apartments. Yeah, the low yeah. entry level for city center is around hundred, hundred and thirty thousand dollar. That's the low entry level. But really, for some in quality, about between between hundred and twenty to hundred and fifty thousand dollar for a decent quality quality one bedroom apartment for city center is low entry level. And we are talking city center proper, proper location, location, location. So really. Again, as I always say, in real estate, you will make money if you have the nose, a bit like mine, big one, <laughs> if you have the nose to smell the swans of tomorrow. You buy the ugly ducklings of today that are going to be the swans of tomorrow. If you can do that, you will make money in a city like Istanbul. No two ways about it. Thank you very much for that. I mean, in this episode, we try to cover, you know, how safe is your investment in Istanbul? I don't know. I thought these were some of the things that people should be aware of to guarantee the utmost safety of their investments. Is there any other thing that you need to add? I don't know. Be savvy. And again, I will say it again. I will say it again. Do not lose pounds. Pounds is in bigger money. Yeah. Trying to save pennies. All right? 100 pennies in a pound so that people can understand. Do not try to save pennies at the expense of pounds. Yeah. False economy. That's what I'd say. Thank you very much, Cameron Diggin. No worries. Thanks a lot for watching and hopefully see you in the next one.